sometimes we really like roles and I don't know if you've had this experience where you really like the work you're doing and then one day you kind of wake up and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm in a new season. Right. How you how you're feeling at work will translate to your personal life. So if you're enjoying your job, you're fill, you look forward to Mondays, right? Um, that's gonna allow you to have a really good personal life. It's gonna like, well, you know, I just need a job. So I'm not sort of thinking so much about like, does the job align with my values? I'm just thinking like, how do I get a job? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the How to Get a Job podcast. And today, I have an amazing episode. I have Kelsey Watt. She is the founder of TGIM Careers, and she's a career coach. And today, we're going to be discussing about how to get a job that aligns with your values. It's super important, uh, and I know something that we overlook. And so, Kelsey, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. No, no, thank you for being here and for discussing this important topic. Um, we had kind of talked about figuring out what topic to talk about together, but you wanted to talk about this in particular. Why are you so gravitated? Why is this so important to you that when job seekers are looking for jobs, they're finding jobs that aligns with their value? Yeah, I think this topic is so important to me because for such a long time, I was in careers that I felt like were not very aligned to my own values. And it took me quite a while to sort of stumble into a career that really felt value aligned. And looking back, I really wish that I had done some more work on the front end, some more clarity work, some more values work to really get a sense for what I want out of a role and what that can kind of look like for me. And so, so because of my own personal experience, it makes me really passionate about this topic. And it also makes me really um, just excited about what can sort of happen when you do align your career to your values and how that can really bring about fulfillment and satisfaction. No, I, I, I would agree with this so much. And it's something that I overlooked for my first job out of college. So a little bit in, in my story is like when I graduated, I had multiple job offers and I never took the time to figure out what my values were compared to the jobs that I had. And I took the job that paid the most and it was in the location that I wanted. Now, it ultimately worked out because I loved the job and it ended up aligning with my values. But that was a really risky move that I didn't necessarily needed to take. And I would agree, like after working with job seekers for over 10 years, I would say the vast majority like do not take the time to have clarity and do not take the time to figure out if their values align with the company that they're going to work for. And so I guess my question to you is, what are some of the things that uh, job seekers should be looking into? How do they figure out their values and their company's values to be able to identify if there is a good correlation or if there's going to be a good match? Yeah, I think the first thing is really knowing and understanding what your values are and kind of digging deep into what that actually means. Because a lot of times we sort of confuse like values with preferences, right? Like, oh, I really want a remote job. I really want a job that has um, really great pay or whatever. You know, I really want these perks in my job. And those are preferences. But then we want to really focus too on like, what are your actual values? How can you identify what those values are? Are they 
autonomy? Are they flexibility? Are they expressing your creativity? There's so many different things that can kind of come into play. And so the first sort of step is identifying what your own values are and really kind of digging deep into what that actually means for you as a person, as opposed to just sort of not having a lot of clarity and saying, well, I know what I want. I, you know, it's got to be high paying and that's, and that's what I know I want, but asking yourself some deeper sort of questions as like, what would actually be fulfilling for me? What type of work is, is joyful to me? What type of work puts me into flow, what type of work really gets me sort of going and allows me to express creativity, allows me to, um, to be in a state of, of flow or of enjoyment and that sort of thing. So I think the f- sort of first step there is like identifying what you know, those values actually are. Can you walk us through some examples of some values that like, like things that somebody should be looking for as an example? Because when, when you think about values, I think for me, it's like, I find it hard to figure out what my values are, let alone what the company's values are. And like when I'm, I'm, I'm the one that's thinking like, hey, is it, is it compensation? Is it work-life balance? Is it the industry? Is it like, so t- give us some examples of values. Yeah. So I think that there's like, there's three sort of different buckets here. There's like intrinsic values, those values that are intangible that we think of, like, I want to give back or I want to express my creativity. There's extrinsic values, things that are outside of you, like I want high pay, I want high influence, I want to have a lot of, I want to have a really exciting team that I work on. And then there's those like sort of lifestyle values, like this is, I want a certain amount of work-life balance, I want a certain amount of pay so that I can have a the kind of lifestyle that I want to build. Um, I want um, a certain amount of um, autonomy within my role so that I can have autonomy at home. So there's sort of like um, those sort of three, I guess, buckets, intrinsic values, extrinsic values, and then those lifestyle values to kind of take a look at. Why do you think this is overlooked so often? Yeah, I think... I mean, I think it's overlooked for a few reasons, but primarily I think fear really gets in the way of Mm -hmm. taking a look at this sort of stuff. When we get into like a position of being stressed about work, and I understand, of course, like I'm not saying that, um, that there's no stress involved with finding a job. There's of course stress involved with finding a job, but when we get to a point where we have like a lot of stress about finding a new role, oftentimes I feel like this sort of goes to the back burner of like, well, you know, I just need a job. So I'm not sort of thinking so much about like, does the job align with my values? I'm just thinking like, how do I get a job? You know, and so I think that this goes overlooked because a lot of times there's a lot of fear that taking time out of applying or taking time out of your like networking schedule or whatever your sort of goal is to really sit down and think and do some of the internal work. I think that there's some fear surrounding, well, that's going to take too much time. Or what if I don't find, what if I don't find a job that, that matches my values? What if I, what if I don't find a role that is, is aligned for me? Um, and so I think that there's, I think fear plays a big role in why this gets overlooked or gets skipped. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about this, right? Like as we're, as you're talking and I, and I feel like it's over a lot of the clarity aspect values, a lot of the clarity is over skip because of the need to get a job. So I work with a lot of international students and they, I would even argue that they might not even have the luxury to spend a lot of time looking for a job that aligns with their values because of just their circumstances. Like they have to get a job within a certain amount of time. If not, they got to go back to their country. And so, they're just essentially looking for a job that's willing to sponsor them and the their needs, the compensation, the industry, uh, the work-life balance, be able to work from home or not, how many days of vacation they get, uh, all of that essentially goes out the windows out of desperation and need. And I do think that there is a luxury in a sense to look for values, but I think it's something that you should still look for. And, 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 I think it's something that you should try to align yourself with. And I think that's where you have to be a product, proactive job seeker, right? If you are, are currently working, I, I think like as you're looking to explore your next job opportunity, I think you have the time. I would say don't rush into the next job just because you're not happy with your job. I say stick it out a little bit longer and then be able to uh, find a better opportunity that matches and aligns with your values. Um, or if you're, a if you're a college student and you graduate next May, don't wait until next April to start applying for jobs. Like fall recruitment's right around the corner and that should be your focus because the more time you have, the more time you can spend on clarity and values and some of those things that will actually pay off in the long term. Because I do think, um, finding the right opportunities that match your values, match your, with what you want to do and, and matches your, your motivation. It's going to actually be a better job. And, and I will even say uh, just because it's it's a company that we all know, like the Googles and Amazon of the world, they might not actually match your values. And don't be blinded by this shiny brand that makes it really cool to put on your LinkedIn profile. But actually, there might be a middle or smaller size company that would better fit for your what you're looking for. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, especially for your listeners or the students, you know, the, the folks that you work with, it is like, I totally understand that sometimes you do just need to find a job. And so mm -hmm. the, the idea of like getting clarity or finding, you know, finding something that's really fulfilling, it is definitely, I think, something that you design over the course of your career and not necessarily something that you do one time mm -hmm. and then it's done, right? So a lot, because also sometimes we really like roles and I don't know if you've had this experience where you really like the work you're doing and then one day you kind of wake up and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm in a new season, right? Where I want to kind of try something else or I want to dig into different strengths. And so I think there's, a, there's another piece too, which is like, are you really um, spending that time like doing clarity work regularly throughout your career, not just necessarily in the front end, like right when you graduate, but are you doing it regularly and checking in with yourself? Like what, what skills do I want to bring to the table next? Where do I want to grow and, and how do I want to bring about my, my like development as I move forward in my career? What sort of things, what are my values in this season and how can I adapt or change either my career or how can I adapt and change within the team that I'm in at my current job to be more value aligned? Yeah. And how often do you think you should, we should be self reflecting on what our values or our needs or what we want in a job 
how, because I think sometimes we, we do it when we're tired of getting a job, but if I feel like if we're more proactive about it, I think we will ultimately get better results. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there's like a perfect time, but I would say at least every six months have like a check-in with yourself or maybe even quarterly, if you're a quarterly planner type of person, you know, have a check-in with yourself about like what, like I always recommend this for, for my clients when they are like gathering up their skills and taking a look and doing like a self-inventory. And this is a great question to just add on to your self-inventory of like, am I, am I happy? Am I enjoying my work? Am I giving of myself creatively? Am I, and and are these things that also that I am doing at work or are these things that I'm doing that I can fulfill outside of work too? Because not all, not all of our like talents and passions and all that need to be fulfilled within the workplace. So it's also taking a look mm. at like, this is like, this is my life design and how does work and the things that I'm doing at work fit in with my life in general and my values for my life. Yeah. Super interesting. I think there's an important point to note is that um, how you how you're feeling at work will translate to your personal life. So if you're enjoying your job, you're fulfilled, you look forward to Mondays, right? Um, that's going to allow you to have a really good personal life. It's going to translate to your marriage, it's going to translate to your relationship, it's going to translate to your kids, your your family, your friends, your loved ones. Same thing on the opposite. If you're miserable at work and you're unsatisfied and you have a boss that's yelling at you all day and is micromanaging, you're going to be angry and you're going to take that anger to the people that you like, that you love, and, and it's going to affect your other relationships. And I think one thing I want you guys to know is the importance of making sure that you love what you do and love work, right? And, and maybe it's not something that's going to happen overnight, but do it. You're going to spend more time at work than you will spend at home. Um, but another thing I want you guys to know is sometimes a lot of how you feel about work has to do with your relationship with your manager. And I, I want to share a really quick story of something that's actually happened to a, a, somebody really close to me. Uh, this individual is working. They graduated college and um, they're an engineer and they're working for a, a, a defense contractor in, in Dallas, Texas. And he relocated from Central Florida to Dallas. Um, it was the first time he lived away from home, right? Like and he absolutely loved uh, the company. Like he loved the, the manager, loved the projects that he was working on. And then came this other defensive contractor, came, contacted him and said, hey, like, would you like to come back home? Uh, and, and it's a better job, better pay. Um, and so he took it. He took it. It was, it was going to bring him back home. It was going to pay him better. But now he hates it. Like he hates it. He's miserable. He doesn't have a good relationship with his boss. He's not fulfilled at work. He doesn't have a lot of work to do. So he's bored uh, out of his mind. And it's interesting because for the money or to come back home, he gave up what he, a job he loved. And, and now he's miserable outside of work. And it's kind of like really annoying when you're n near him because he just has such a negative clout. And, and, so he's like, I hate this company. And my challenge to him is like, is it the company or is it the manager? Do you just have a bad manager? And now you think the whole company is that way. Oh, is it really the whole company? Because if you look at the reviews for the company itself, like that's great review. There's one of the best places to work at. And so I guess the, the lesson here is two things. One is don't judge the, the, 
the company as a whole, you're, you're, if you like or hate the company based on just the manager, you might actually work for a terrible company, have a great manager, love the work, or you might actually work for a great company and have a terrible manager and hate the job, right? And so don't just judge it on the manager. And if it's, if you identify that there's other people in the organization that are happy and the overall like culture, it's great, then figure out a way to get out of the manager, not the company. Um, and the second point is not always about the money because now you can be miserable um, and and, ha- and have a job. So I, um, any thoughts on, on that, Kelsey? Yeah, two things. The first, I recently read a article where they interviewed COOs and they were asking them about their workplace satisfaction. And they said that mo- the COOs who were satisfied wouldn't need any type of raise whatsoever. They didn't require a raise. They were they were satisfied. <laughs> the the ones who were dissatisfied with the company culture, um, they needed at least a forty percent raise to stay. And so it's just really interesting that relationship with money and how people, you know, sometimes sometimes it's just like even when you get the more money it's not, you still are not necessarily satisfied with the role. So um, that made me think about that. Um, But then the other thing that I was sort of thinking about too was just that, yes, you've got to really, when you are, when you're interviewing, this is a really, like really important time if if you're looking to assess for company culture is when you're interviewing. And when you're interviewing, if you can really dig into specifically what, the manager and the team are like and what the culture of that team is like, you can really get, you can glean a lot of information. So I totally agree with the idea too, that it's not always just because a company says we value authenticity, we value hard work, whatever, whatever the company has posted up as their values to be, that doesn't necessarily mean that those values are lived out within your individual team or within your individual manager. And so it's really important to, to get a sort of sense of, of how are those values actually lived out in the day-to-day within that team. Yeah, it's so important for you to never take a job unless you get to speak to the manager first. Like, you know, the interview process should be a two-way street. And as much as the company is interviewing you, you need to be interviewing them back, right? And it's not about like you having a thousand questions for them, but it's having the ability to speak to your manager should be a, a must. Um, and you should also be proactive going on LinkedIn and finding people that work in the same department group that you work for. And I will even say, Filter people who used to work there and have people that you and reach out to people who used to work there. Just like the company is going to ask you for references and they should be calling your references to say, Hey, how was that experience working with Kelsey or with Daniel? You should be doing the same too. And I know that it takes time and extra effort, but I don't know about you and making sure that you work at a company you enjoy going to that you actually look forward to Mondays, right? Like Kelsey says a lot. It's going to be worth that time invested in having those networking conversations, talking to the manager um, and talking to people who will be on your team. I, I think it's I don't know. I don't see how you can go wrong by doing that. Yeah. And I think it's about asking. It's about asking insightful questions. Don't just ask what is the culture like here? 
that is a very broad question that just doesn't give you that specific information. And so that's where I say, like, if you want to focus on finding companies that align with your values and you want to really get the dirt, you know, you want to get the scoop from former employees, from current employees, ask them some deep questions. If you care about teamwork, ask them what the, how the team communicates with one another, how the team collaborates, ask them for examples of, of a time that the team collaborated to work on a project together and what that looked like, how that value was lived out. If you care about adaptability or you care about flexibility or you care about autonomy in the role, ask specific questions about how that value is lived out. What happens when people have uh, I don't know, parenting situations and they need to leave work in the middle of the day. How is that normally handled? Get specific and ask those types of questions. I know people get fearful about asking a question like that, like, oh, well, that's a little too specific. It is a two-way street interviewing, like you said, and it's important if you care about a company that's really going to align with your values that you ask those, those specific questions, not just what's the culture like. No, I love it. I love it. Um, Kelsey, as we wrap up uh, the interview part of it, I would love to learn a little bit more about your dream job accelerating program that you that you have. Yeah, so my coaching program is called the Dream Job Accelerator. It is a six month long coaching program that works through all of the classic stuff. Mindset is one of the big um, pieces, mindset and career clarity. So really getting you set and focused on um what types of roles that you want and what that looks like. And then moving through into um, interviewing the whole gambit, job search, strategy, networking, um, offer acceptance and salary negotiation, the whole process of getting a job. So it's really designed for folks who are looking for that extra support through their job search process, because we know how challenging job search can be and and finding a new role and who want that extra coaching support um, along their pathway. So that's that's um, a little bit about the Dream Job Accelerator. Love it. So I will actually put uh, links to uh, Kelsey's your website on the show notes if you're interested in learning more about her program. I know you also have a really good uh, LinkedIn group called Thank God is Monday Resume and Job Search Support Group. So we'll put links to those things on the show notes. Uh, Kelsey, thank you so much for coming. Uh, and sharing your knowledge with us regarding values and just gaining clarity on the job search process. Uh, this has been amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Daniel. Amazing. And for everyone listening, thank you so much and catch you guys on the next episode. All right. So in this rant, I actually want to talk a little bit deeper into the conversation that I just had with Kelsey about you know finding values and finding clarity, because I do think finding clarity is one of the biggest things we overlook when we're looking for jobs, but it's actually really important because if we have clarity on what we want and what we're looking for, it's going to allow us to save time and only apply to companies that actually match what we're looking for. So if you are an international student and you're listening to this, I would say uh, this also applies to you, but in a different sense, right? Like you need to have clarity in the sense of, is the company hiring? Does the company sponsor, right? And then number three, um, does it align with your career priorities? I think if you, those three things check the box, then you can move into the, the, uh, to the following steps. But I want you to think about the last point that I mentioned. Does it align with your career 
priorities. And I want you guys to share with you guys a simple exercise that I have our clients do during the first week of them working with us, regardless of if they're an international student or not, whether they have 90 days to get a job or they're looking to get a job in the next six months to a year, you should be doing this following exercise to help you gain clarity. One of the most important things I want you guys to understand is what is your career priorities? What is it that motivates you? And so to do that, doing this simple exercise is going to be really helpful. So I've identified 10 things that are probably the things that you should be looking for regarding when you're applying for a job. Those things are experience. Like how does this job help me build experience to the roles that I want in the future, right? Uh, Number two is compensation. How much is this job going to pay me? right? Um, Because every job that you apply to might pay you differently. And so if you're motivated by money, compensation is going to be important for you. Number three, company culture. How is the culture? And those are things that you can research, you can Google, you can find people, uh, give reviews on it. Glassdoor is a really good website to kind of identify the type of company culture. Speaking to people that work at the company in that department is going to give you company culture. Uh, number four, company mission, right? What is the mission of the company, right? If you, if you, if you know Tesla, their company mission is very clear, right? They're trying to help humanity, right? Uh, be independent from fossil fuel. And if you think about Elon Musk, his mission is very clear and it's to, to save humanity, right? And, and have Earth, our, our humans be multi, multi-planet species and he's doing Tesla and SpaceX all for that mission. So the company mission becomes really important. Uh, number five, growth potential. Is the role you're going into, what is the next step or is that the last role? Like if you are, are you stuck there and you're going to be doing that role until you retire or is there a clear path of promotion and growth in that role? Um, also another one is industry. You know, different industries have pros and cons. Is there a particular industry that you want to do? Like you could be a software engineer and do that in the tech industry, which is the most common, but you could also be a software engineer in finance and banking industry. You could be a software engineer in the consumer packaged goods. Like PepsiCo had a bunch of software engineers. Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola all has software engineers. So every industry are going to need software engineers, marketers, accountants. So you think about that. What is the industry? Another one is work-life balance, right? Is that important to you? Then you shouldn't be a consultant, right? Uh, maybe a teacher is a better job for you uh, because work-life balance, there's a lot of investment banking, consulting, uh, even some of the big four jobs uh, don't have a lot of work-life balance. You will be required to work 60 to 80 hours a week. It is part of it. Uh, so understanding if that's important to you. Uh, another one is work of uh, pay time off and benefits. What is the overall benefits packages, right? It's important to understand how much are the companies investing in benefits. I remember having a conversation in PepsiCo and I think they, if I remember correctly, they're investing 33 cents for every dollar that they pay you in salary. They're investing that in, in benefits. That's 401k. Um, that's also your health insurance, vision insurance, life insurance, uh, personal development budget, tuition reimbursement, all those benefits also add up. Pay time off. How many weeks of vacation does your company offer right off the bat? Or how do you earn more weeks of vacation? If you are have all your family in the other side of the world and you only have one week of vacation or two weeks, that might not be enough. And so what are the policies there? Uh, last one is location, or not last one, but another one is location. 
location is important. It was really important to me. I didn't want to leave Florida. My mom was here. My girlfriend at the time, who was now my wife, was here. So me moving to another state was out of the question. And then lastly, personal development. So I just named 10 things that you should be identifying and figuring out what's more important to you. And so my challenge to you is rank them. What is your number one? What is your number two? And all the way down the list. And when you're applying to jobs, I actually want you to look at the jobs and say, okay, how does this job description, how does this company, how does the compensation align with my career priorities? The closer it aligns to your career priorities, the more I would suggest you invest in the application and the networking and the quality of your of your intent to apply for that job. You might run into a job that's oh it's a it's a good backup plan. Fine. Don't don't customize your resume. Just submit the easy apply button, call it a day. But if you find a job that matches your top three, your top four, that like is really closely aligned to your priorities, right? Then I want you to double down and spend more time on the application, network with more people, because that's gonna give you a better bang for your buck. And last thing I would add here is that this will change. Uh, when I was graduating college back in 2012, compensation, location, and experience were my top three. Uh, five years later, when I left PepsiCo, compensation was no longer one of my, my top ones. And work-life balance, the industry was more important. This is why I started my business. I wasn't necessarily starting my business to be rich. Um, now, that's the side effect of it, uh, but it, it, it was something else, right? That my priorities have changed. Your priorities will change as you grow uh, your things that are important to you before will not be as important to you now. And that's perfectly normal. normal. And that's why when you think about the episode that we just recorded with Kelsey, she was saying you should do this at least every six months, if not quarterly, you should definitely do this. Um, so I hope you found that helpful. Um, if you enjoyed this, please like and subscribe and share it with a friend. Odds are the reason why you came across this podcast because somebody shared it with you. So if you can please pass that down. This podcast is absolutely free. We don't run ads and we can go from there. If you like our content and you want to learn more about how to work with me, uh, definitely go to opni.co and let's figure out if working together makes sense. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode.